And yeah, what if I tried something like this, you know? something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to Guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining me at Questionable at best. This week, I was speaking to my friend, Alla France. He is also general manager of Mainline Theater. Him and I do a show there called Let's Do This. We did it last year, a monthly five-part series. It was super fun. And we're going to do it again this year. Let's do this starting in September. So the first one is on September 12th. I had that information handy, and now you have it as well. So put that in your pipe. But do not smoke it. Save it until September 12th, Mainline Theater. Alafrance is also the general manager of the St. Amboise Montreal Fringe Festival. Pretty cool dude. He is also the founder of bloodyunderrated.net. And that is a really cool website to go to um, for basically everything that's happening in Montreal. All things artistic, theater, comedy, music, comics. Check that out. This week, Al and I talked about drinking. The question was, how much fun is drinking? The answer... I'm going to give it away, you guys. The answer was a pretty resounding fun. The answer was fun. And it turns out that people are actually listening to these things. So I want to be responsible. If you're out there and you don't drink, that's a really valid choice. Um, Whether it's just a choice or a preference or whatever it is, I just want you to know that I support you. I celebrate you. I think you're fantastic. That was me for many years, and it will probably be me again at some point soon. I'm drinking this summer, not overly, not like drinking, but I'm having drinks once in a while. Um, Because why? I don't know. Summer, fun, reasons. You don't need to worry about it. But if you don't drink and your life is happy, continue that way. Um, If you are impressionable, if you are a youth and you get the impression (laughs) that I can't stop using variations of the word impression that are impressing upon my sentences. Um, If you are impressionable and you're getting the feeling that Al and I are encouraging drinking, we're not. We're not. Don't drink if you don't want to. Certainly don't drink if you're underage. Is this okay? Stay in school. I'm just trying to be responsible, you guys. I don't know. And it's okay to be gay and whatever you're feeling is valid and talk to an adult if anyone tries to touch you in the wrong way, unless it's the adult that tried to touch you in a wrong way, talk to a different one, a trusted one. Um, That took an unexpected turn. Guys, I don't know. Basically this, if you're drinking, if you do drink and your life is happy and things are good, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Life is in order. You're drinking. You're having a good time. Continue. Um, If you have a problem with drinking, the fact of the matter is you probably don't know it. That's why it's a problem. So if you have a problem with drinking, you may be listening to this thinking, not me. Meanwhile, your family and friends are like totally sick of your bullshit. But if you are the rare person that's listening to this and you have a problem with drinking and you don't know what to do, I'm not sure this would sort you out. I mean, you have the internet, right? Uh, but I don't know why. Anyway, if you are, if you do, basically I'm saying just Alcoholics Anonymous is a thing that exists and they have helped, I'm going to say millions of people worldwide. I don't know if it's millions, but that's what I'm going to say right now. So you can check out Alcoholics Anonymous. Don't go to AA.com because that is American Airlines. Go to AA.org. Okay. Don't go to AA.com because what's going to happen is you're going to just like drunkenly book a flight somewhere and you're going to get on a plane. There's going to be tiny bo- bottles of alcohol. You're just going to keep drinking those. I don't know where you're going to land and what you're going to drink when you get there. 
And I don't want to be responsible for that. So go to AA.org. What else is happening? There is a moment during this podcast where you will hear, you will hear me have a sip of cider. There's an audible sip of cider. And I apologize if that is gross or rude. I will not be drinking during any of the other episodes. I don't think I may. That's, that's a bold statement to make, but in any case, it is not my practice to be eating and drinking as I'm speaking to you. So I'm sorry if that was rude. Um, you will note that I had a sip of cider and then immediately forgot some very common English vocabulary that I have known for many years. So beware. That's what drinking can do. What else? Why don't you guys have a drink as you're listening to this? And I'm saying a drink of anything you want. So go get a drink. Go get some water, some tea. If you like, do you like tea? Get coffee. I don't know what time of day it is. Sparkling water. That's my favorite. You know what you can do? Mix some sparkling water with a little bit of juice. Mmm. Mm, you feel luxurious and healthy in your own home. It's like, it's like healthy champagne. Is it? I don't know. That's what I tell myself when I'm drinking sparkling water and juice. Celebrate. Celebrate life and us being here together. Go have a drink. Have a mojito. People like mojitos. Have, um, I don't know, I'm just going to sit here and name drinks. Do this, but you'd have to put this on pause and this would take a while. Um, put some strawberries in the freezer get some whiskey, take the strawberries out of the freezer once they're frozen, put them in there. Probably other stuff too. Maybe some, maybe spark, this is where sparkling water comes back into play, club soda. I don't know how to make cocktails. I I just thought of something right now that I thought would be good, would be whiskey and strawberries, but I don't know. It's summer. Guys, I'm really glad that you're here. Um, I hope that you enjoy this episode. I know that I did. I had a really good time with Al as we were recording it. Thank you guys for listening. Okay, I'm here with my buddy Al. Al, yeah, yeah. the question this week is drinking. No, it's not. The question is this. <laughs> I've had some cider. The question is this. How fun is drinking? Drinking is too much fun. That's, that's the, the logical answer is that drinking just leads to terrible and stash great things. And it's the awesomest. That's why we're doing it right now while recording <laughs> yeah, this we in a bar. Shall we cheers? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, don't, I wonder if that came through. I hope it did. I also don't know why I did it directly above the recording equipment. That was dangerous <laughs> and the sort of thing that happens when you're drinking. Exactly. Um, you just said that it was the awesomest or awesome or something. Great things happen. Do you yeah, have a story yeah. in your own life about great things happening? Well, I mean, the greatest thing that I do with drinking is uh, doing a monthly drinking game event where we watch movies and drink while, while watching the movies, which all just started because I was watching movies and drinking yeah. alone at home. And then I had some <laughs> friends over and, I, and, the, and then they were like, hey, let's watch Jurassic Park. And I was like, yeah, how about we drink uh, every time there's a rumbling in the back, every time the kids look scared. They were like, why are you making this into a drinking game? And I was like, don't force me to justify why I drink. Let's just do this. <laughs> like you said, let's drink every time the kids look scared. Cause I feel yeah. like alcoholic parents could play that drinking game at home as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Almost definitely. <laughs> let's take a sip every time the kids look scared. I or think there's they a do. Rumbling. And then it becomes like first they're alcoholics and then they scare the kids. Then they start playing the game and then you're just stuck in then a loop. It, then you're just forever. stuck in a loop of alcoholic family fun. Um, yes, that's called alcoholic cinema. Yeah. Do, is, do, are there any coming up? Uh, yeah, the the next one, uh, I don't even have the date, but in August, we're going to be drinking to either Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, or uh, <laughs> Power Rangers, the movie. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I really hope I'm here in August. I've always wanted to come, and I've always missed it, unfortunately. Well, in September, we're doing uh, Breakfast... <gasps> oh, wait. Breakfast, Breakfast Club? Club? I just forgot the name of I Breakfast thought- <laughs> Club. Breakfast Club or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, my so gosh. That's going to be win-win. Be really good. Also. Has anything crazy ever happened from those events? At those events? 
Uh, not not from what I can tell. Oh, well, yeah. Well, this one time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> me and Amy Blackmore decided to smash, uh, like to destroy a CD player with a sledgehammer during a showing of Office Space. Yeah. So we did that in front of a drunken crowd. It's the first time I've ever, like, actually worried when I warn the crowd that I'm not responsible for what happens to them for their health. Like, if they drink too much, right. I warn everybody that, you know, I mean, it's fine to drink along. You also don't have to play the game. Like, I make the game so that they actually could kill you if you really follow all the rules. And I'm like, but don't. But this time I was like, also, like, shield your eyes because I'm going to take a sledgehammer to an old thing made of metal. So watch yourself. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> it is always... And it's always interesting, I was going to say fun, to introduce drinking into live events. You and I tried such a thing yeah. with our Let's Do This series. Yeah. Um, we did the Let's Do This Get Wasted edition. Yeah, Get but Smashed. We oh, kept was it, it classic. called Get Smashed? We kept it classy. Yeah, we did. I, I was always back and forth. I always, always accidentally calling it Get Wasted. Get Smashed, which is classier. Um, but I feel like I was the only one that got smashed. Oh, no. There was a lot of smashing. Was there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Because I have a really low tolerance. And we had, what did we have that night? Fireball. Fireball. A lot of fireball. Cinnamon whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was on last. So I had a long time to drink. And I was sitting with Darren Henwood, who's not a good influence in that department. Um, but I didn't, I think I was a little too drunk to enjoy performing. That's possible. That do you, cause you don't normally drink <gasps> when you perform. Wait a minute. It's only occurring to me. It's not like I blacked out, but now I'm remembering after that, I let everyone across the street for more shots. That's when things got bad. Oh yeah. Is we that did when you, chanting. Oh yeah. That's when you, you chanted and marched the audience out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have an ending. So I came up with one on the spot. Sometimes your last joke is not your strongest and you just decide to <laughs> chant everybody out of the building into the bar across the street. I was all right. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask you if you, because you like, you don't normally drink when you perform, right? No. Um, as I was reaching for my side, I was just like, <laughs> things are changing. Um, no, I don't. And that was a conscious decision I made starting comedy because, um, sorry, I also got very self-conscious that we're recording in a bar and people are walking by and we're holding microphones talking about drinking as we're drinking. Um, it was a conscious decision that I made when I started because... Uh, obviously alcohol lowers your inhibitions. It makes you feel more relaxed and comfortable. And I just thought if I do this as I'm performing, it's possible that I could start relying on it and thinking that that's the reason that I'm doing well. Anyway, I was just wary of that when I started. And there's plenty of comics that are like straight up alcoholics and that think they need two drinks before a show to relax or don't want to perform if they're not drinking. I mean, what about you when you're on stage? I can't think of a single time where I've been on stage and I haven't had a drink before. Right. Like, in the past two years. Has it become, like, a suspicion of yours? Uh, not a suspicion. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know, like, the automatic thing I do? No. Or like, what do you mean? What <laughs> do you know? so I just totally used the wrong word, and now I want to edit this part out. <laughs> um, superstition. Super, no, it's not a superstition at all. It's just, I just happen to always be in environments where alcohol is just offered. Mm. And, like... Well, that's the thing about performing it's always there it's often free yeah and it's just like yes i'll take your free alcohol of course i'm going to take your free alcohol yeah fuck my liver who needs that uh, totally i held back on that for a really long time but recently actually it was the montreal fringe (laughs) it was hosting the 13th hour Mm -hmm. that um felt like the right time and place to drink the 13th hour is pretty much designed to get everybody to drink more yeah Host included. Yeah. So. And and like all the stage hands were always like, what are you drinking? We'll put it on stage for you. And like if they see that you run out, they bring you more. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Great. For me, I think the thing is that I have such a low tolerance. Um, 
that drinking generally means getting drunk okay. to some level. So it's like if I if I'm gonna have two drinks, I'm gonna be dr- I'm gonna be drunk, and then if I'm drunk, I'm just gonna have more drinks, probably. I don't. I've always had a, a high tolerance, like from when I, well, not like the first week that I drank, I'd say. But, like, no, my, my body just can handle it. So, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'll drink four or five beers and feel totally fine. Yeah. So, well, which isn't a super high tolerance, but I'm just saying, like, it it's a good start. Like, I can just have a couple drinks and it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. How do you feel about getting drunk? Or what is that? Or what's the purpose or fun of that? Getting drunk is fun if you're just, like, in a good environment and you're all just... Just like a bunch of drunk people just, <laughs> just having conversations that don't really matter outside of the drinking world. Yeah. Like and, what uh, type of stuff do you think? I'm trying to trying to think of a good stuff. Like I've I get into like I've had nights where I just get into crazy philosophical like what does it all mean? Yeah. And like uh if I just get like buried I've had I think I've had more fun talking to myself drunk than with other people, though. <laughs> That's probably not a good sign. Fuck, I started doing podcasts because I was drinking alone. Actually, when I started I doing... all of your creative endeavors come from you drinking. Yeah. Uh, almost, almost all of it. Yeah. Pretty much everything. <laughs> all right. What were you going to say when you um, started? When, when I started the, like, the Bloody Underrated podcast, like the first thing I did, that's dead now, but when I started it... I was in this uh, awful part of my life where I hated everything, and I was almost surviving on like a whiskey and Doritos diet. Oh my goodness! Uh, and that's when I saw, like I hated my roommate. I was living in this shit apartment with this amazing cat. Her name is Turkey. She was Aww. 14 years old, wow. and she spent most of her time vomiting. It was pretty much the worst. Aww. But she was so cute and adorable. <laughs> but like she just ruined everything I owned. And my roommate was smoking too much weed all the time. And it was just like everything I owned smelled like weed and cigarettes. And cat and just, vomit. And cat vomit. <laughs> and I just hated my life. And I just started drinking. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make a podcast. And then I did. And it worked out. And then eventually I was like, oh, shit. I should maybe quit the drinking. So I didn't drink for a while. But that didn't take. Wow. <laughs> I also, I lost a shit ton of weight. Whiskey and Doritos is a great diet. <laughs> We may have found our pull quote for the episode, actually. Yeah, I've been I've been drinking more lately. I don't know a lot of reasons, but um, I told my friend the other day, because like, most people know me as a non-drinker, only right. because um, it's kind of easier to just to make blanket statements about stuff than explain the nuances to everyone all the time. Like mm-hmm. the same way, generally, if people are like, do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? Are you drinking? Are you drinking? I'll just say no, I don't drink. The same way, I'll be like. You know, I'm 100% lesbo. I'm vegan. It's just easier to say this stuff than be like, I'm a vegan. I don't know. Human sexuality is complex and ever changing. <laughs> like, you know, so um, I'm a straight edge lesbian c- vegan. Bah! But um, anyway, so I was telling one of my friends that knows me as a non-drinker. I go, you know, I've been drinking a lot more lately, but just for fun, just for fun. <laughs> she just started laughing like, yeah, that's why anyone drinks. Like, that doesn't mean that you, you're you not on your way to it's, a problem. It's either for fun or for relief. Those yeah. are the, the, the like, two only no, reasons. No, just for fun and to forget my troubles. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a thing. Whiskey and Doritos. Pretty delicious. Yeah, pretty awful over time, I guess. That's fine. I've probably ruined my body forever just from... Just from that, like, that's like a solid three months where, honestly, I'm trying to think of meals that I had that didn't involve alcohol. It was pretty bad. Yeah, that is I'm surprised bad. none of my friends did anything about it. Do you know, my favorite drink these days is the Bloody Mary. Uh, 
because it's like vegetables and alcohol. And I love vegetables and healthy living. Vegetables are great, but I hate like tomato juice and yeah, like tomato things. So I can't, I can't get into that at all. I used to. It does. It does. It kind of tastes like old people, or it reminds me of old people. <laughs> does that? <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> Al's giving me a look that you guys cannot see. Um, you said earlier that the bar stools, like Grumpy's, remind you of the bar stools in your parents' basement, and I, I need to know more about that. So tell I me more about that. I thought that was normal. I was like, oh, these bar stools are just like the ones at my, in my parents' bar. And you're like, your parents have a bar? I'm like, yeah, in the basement. Um, I don't know. Our house hasn't been remodeled since ever. We moved in in the 80s, I believe. Um, and so there's just there's a bar. There's a full-on bar in the basement with and bar stools around it. It's like has this carpeted side. It's nice. very intense yeah like i it would be kind of a cool place to live now um do they keep it stocked is it like an act oh yeah bar? yeah do but, they entertain a lot or is it just for themselves they definitely used to they used to entertain and it was also for themselves there's here's a weird thing um my parents used to be like full-on serious alcoholics um who no longer drink so it's kind of a strange thing so i grew up in an alcoholic house but now both of my parents don't drink anymore, which is really weird. Like, if you're a kid that grew up in an alcoholic house, you do believe that you're the reason your parents drank because that's just how kids' minds work, especially also if they sometimes drunkenly tell you that you're the reason yeah, that yeah. they drink. And then you look scared and then they drink some and more. And then they go, hey, it's, it's working. <laughs> and then they take a sip. Um, you're the reason I drink. So anyway, so a very strange thing that happened is, like, if you think that, and then when you leave the house as the youngest child for college and your parents stop drinking, you're kind of like, oh, maybe. <laughs> huh. That's interesting that you guys did that for however many years while all the kids were in the house and then quit. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. And, and that, that also may have something to do with um, I get really annoyed when people add a holic to the end of words. Mm-hmm. Like, that are not alcohol. Like, like okay. Chocoholics? Chocoholic. It's like the word comes from alcohol. Yeah. Ick. So you can't say you're like a chocoholic or a danceaholic or I really love to work. I'm a workaholic. I'm like, really? Okay. Unless your habit destroys your liver, your family room rug, and your children's sense of hope, yeah. you don't get to say like a holic about it. Like you just Well, chocolate work a lot. could destroy your children's sense of hope. It if may you, be good. Like if you ingest enough of it. Yeah. Or if you're forcing them to make it for slave wages. <laughs> drinking. Slash no wages. Hot cocoa out of a paper bag and stained pants on the sidewalk <laughs> i always thought that it would be the coolest thing in the world to have a bar in my basement my uh one of my uncles used to have i would love he's one of the uncles i didn't like visit too often and i'd go over and he had a bar in the basement and all these like this ottawa senators memorabilia around so i'm from yeah. ottawa and i'm a huge sense fan so it was like the den of paradise and we should just interject table. to everybody that's a hockey team. that's a hockey team yeah if you don't, <laughs> no, if you don't know I'm just like super into parliament yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I was talking about the old guys. I just love those dudes making shitty laws. Uh, but like now that I actually like actively drink, I'm like, if I had a, like a full on fucking bar at my house, I'd be a dead man. There's no, I think I couldn't handle it and I would probably drink too much. It scares me legitimately. Yeah. I, I have a bar cart in my house, like a nice little fifties bar cart mm. and a couple of bottles. Um, it's always been a strange thing because, I mean, I have a couple of bottles of stuff in my house, not too much, but at a certain point as an adult, I made a choice. Like, do I want to be the type of person that knows a lot about alcohol or not? And I right. just decided, okay, not, but you could really, 
you can go deep into that world yeah. if you want to, right? Deep yeah. into the world of whiskeys and what's the best gin and I, I, making cocktails at home. I was talking to a guy at like a random fringe show I went to and I just said that like, I, I don't know, I made an allusion to the bottle of bourbon that lives in my desk. That's a terrible thing to talk about. <laughs> uh, and then he was like, oh, I got a bourbon. I was like, just Jim Beam, just the first bottle of bourbon that I found when I wanted to drink bourbon. Yeah. And then he started going on and on about all these different types of bourbons in different places. And I was like, holy shit, you took time out of your life to discover more bourbons. And he just drinks like for the taste. And I'm like, I, st- I also drink for the taste also. But like, eh, I mostly just drink for the bourbon. Like the this, this general effect of a beverage yeah i think i can appreciate the taste of different alcohols to a degree but like i said it's not something i feel like dedicating my life to yeah i just couldn't do it yeah i have some friends that point me in the direction of expensive sounding or fancy sounding stuff and then i just go yeah that's my jam like (laughs) yeah sure i'm into that and then that's the one that i order and it looks (laughs) fine um i'm trying to think of what whiskey that is i can't even remember right now mccallan that's one. Sure. It's, a, it's like a tiny bit upscale. Sounds and then like you can thing. like ask for Macallan and, you know, I don't I, know. I've forgotten all of the good types of whiskey. Not because I drank them and I forgot them. Just so yeah. we're clear. I'm realizing I'm coming off as quite a drinker <laughs> in this. Well, I was just yeah. realizing as well. I just thought this actually could have a lot to do with growing up in an alcoholic home. But like, I never know what's normal. Like when I just said like, oh, I'll order Macallan because like one of my friends ordered it once and I'm like, this sounds cool. I'll do this. And then they're like, you know, on the rocks or not. I'm like, I don't know. And the other day it was actually, it was a coffee I was getting and I said, can I have some almond milk or whatever? They go, yeah, do you want it steamed or cold? And my response was this and I just realized it was way too much like emotional baggage to be bringing to the coffee encounter. I was like, I don't know what's normal. What's normal? I'll just have whatever's normal. (laughs) It's like, no, no, no. It's not about what's normal. It's just like, what do you actually want? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Just tell me what normal people do and I'll do that. And I think that's part of why I've liked drinking lately as well. Because like in my life, I don't know, I eat in a way that not everybody eats. Like I'm generally vegan. Like I said, vegan, gluten-free. Um, there's a lot of kind of social eating activities that I don't feel like I participate in. And it's like, and then also on top of that, when you don't drink or you don't smoke or you don't do drugs, it's like sometimes can feel hard to connect to people socially or just like what people do. So I, I, I would say as lame as it could be to be a bit of a follower and succumb to peer pressure, it's nice to, to be at a bar and have a drink in your hand and be like, okay, I get this. I'm doing what people do. Yeah. I understand why people like this. Yeah. It's kind of kind of hard not to drink in like in an environment like where you end up at comedy shows a lot or yeah. like I end up at plays and random stuff like since uh Mainline stopped serving alcohol it's been a lot easier not to drink. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I was in a workplace where drinking was just 100% encouraged all the time. So that's crazy. You don't have you ever smoked? You don't smoke? We're talking about cigarettes right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, cigarettes. No, I definitely don't smoke. I mean, I messed around with clove cigarettes a little bit when All I was right. in high school, but only a tiny bit. Like, I could never finish a pack. I'd like to note that I rolled my eyes when she said cloves. Go Why? on. Okay. <laughs> Both of my parents smoked a lot when I was younger, so it really put me off. Okay, because yeah. we were basically just like hotboxing all the time. Like, we'd Gross. have to like beg my dad in the car to please roll down a window. I mean, it was a different time. It was the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Um, so... It was wonderful to get out of that house and not smell like cigarettes for once. Um, yeah. So I don't smoke. Do you smoke? I don't. Now, I, um, 
I was a smoker for a long time, and then I quit just before last year's fringe. And then just before this year's fringe, I was like, I'm not going to make it through this fringe if I don't have something to lean on. So I smoked again for the whole festival, but then I just stopped again at the end. Oh, well, good for you. Right now, I'm good so far. There's only been like, it's been like, what, a week now since the festival has been done? And there's been one day that was really bad. It's, uh, it's weird. I've kind of like, I'm pretty bad at quitting things. So I'm I'm pretty happy that I managed to do that for a a whole year. It's a genuine addiction. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just, I'm bad at this thing that like is an affliction to people. I see the appeal of it. I see the appeal of like, you know, stepping away from stuff. Like you can really get away with a lot when you're a smoker. You're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to go smoke. And you can just get out of a social situation for a second and be, be on your own. And as an introvert, that appeals to me a lot. Um, But I don't want to have emphysema and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I need my lungs Mm. um, to live. And keep drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bringing it all back around. Um, because I've decided that to make these things so short, we're kind of running out of time. I would. L- I feel like you would have a great drinking story. I want to hear a really fun story that you have. Did I put you too much on the spot? Um, no, I feel. Fuck, I thought of something when I was on my way over here. And now I can't remember what it is. Ugh, pressure. I'm trying to think. Like the first time I got. Uh, blackout drunk was at a New Year's party. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, I was at a New Year's party in my late teens. I really don't know what year. And it was in, like, it was far from my house, but not actually, not like adult far from my house. It was just child far from my house. So I was like in the same town, but the complete opposite end. Yeah. And I just got way too drunk off of every fucking beverage. Because I just said, I'm just going to drink everything. I didn't like I was not a beer drinker at the time, so I was mostly drinking vodka, which yeah. I now mostly avoid. Oh like, my gosh, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, like there, there was just too much vodka in my system as a child. Mm-hmm. Not as a child, <laughs> as, a, as an adolescent. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, but yeah, like I don't remember when I stopped drinking, but I woke up and I was like in a room full of people who were sleeping over because we're all sleeping over at this dude's house for New Year's. And I realized I really had to throw up and I had like eight people <gasps> to get like to jump oh, over no. to get to the bathroom. So I started doing the most uncomfortable, slow, like lunge. Like it's <laughs> like I was doing Tai Chi over these people trying to get to the bathroom. And then I got there and it had taken just slightly too long oh, and no. I couldn't quite make <gasps> it to the toilet. So I tr- threw up like like I've never like I ruined this man's bathroom. Oh, my God. Uh, forever. And it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty gross. It was oh pretty gross. That's not much of a story, but it's, uh, Actually, it's, it's a memory that lives with me here, to this day. It leads me to this because one of my worst times ever drinking was in Mexico. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I just remember when I was in this hotel room on my own and been out with all my friends. It was a big double bed and I was in bed, already in bed. And I was like, oh, no, I have to throw up. I'm not going to make it to the bathroom. <laughs> so I threw up in the bed on the bed. Oh, fun. And then I just went, yeah, it's a pretty big bed. And then I, <laughs> then I just, just went, to sleep? went to the other side and rolled over <laughs> and fell asleep. But the worst part about that is, I like how I also just said, like, fell asleep as yeah. opposed to, like, passed out. And the worst part is, like, completely forgot that it had happened until I woke up the next morning just you know, eyeing a pile of vomit. I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely did that. And then I was that white person, you know, and mm-hmm. the, like the maids coming around the next morning, like, 
housekeeping. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, just a sec. <laughs> so I was like, took the sheets into the shower and like, anyway, I did the best I could with it and just gave her a big mess well, of wet sheet. It's but. nice of you to not just like later just be like, yeah, bitch, there's a pile <laughs> of vomit. Fucking deal with it. Mexico. <laughs> Free trade. <laughs> you guys wanted this. Um, that, that same summer that like, well, it wasn't a summer for New Year's, but like the summer right after that New Year's, uh, I, I was going through a bit of a gothic phase. Ooh, I like and it. And I was like, I was gothier and I was hanging out with these goth friends who were slightly older than me. Uh, and I needed to feel cool and keep up with their drinking. So we're had, like having all these gothy conversations that I probably never want to hear ever again. Like just about like shitty industrial bands. And um, I realized I was getting slightly too drunk and uh, the one friend I was with had to leave. And I was like, all right, you go, I'll stick around. And then immediately regretted that decision because I didn't have like a safety person with me now. Now I was just in a group of these goth kids that we had just met. And like it started escalating and the neighbors were like, the neighbors announced that they were calling the cops and I realized I was underage and I couldn't be there. So I had to leave and I, I, I walked away and I could not figure out how to get back to my house from where I was. And this is like, this is like two blocks from my high school. It's really like a five minute walk back to my <gasps> house. But like the drunkenness really hit me because I got scared because of the idea of the cops. So when I walked out of the house, I was like, I have no idea where I'm going. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk straight. And I ended up at the beach where there were a bunch of other people drinking like in the back of their cars. So I started talking to all these strangers. Um, I bummed some smokes off some uh, some <laughs> dude like that's like the, the year before I started smoking. I was just like, ah, I'm really drunk. What did you, uh, maybe I smoke now? I don't know. Let's try that. And I eventually made my way back to my friend's house, but I didn't want to like like I wasn't supposed to be sleeping over at his house. I just didn't want to make it back to my house in mm-hmm. my drunken state. So I just crawled into his treehouse and went to bed in his backyard oh without telling him. <laughs> that's, that's really classic, <laughs> actually. I love that story. And then I woke up the next morning. I just went down and like knocked on his window. I was like, dude, <laughs> dude, help me out. <laughs> I slept in your treehouse. This sucks. It's <laughs> <is> the worst. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to call it yeah. call it a podcast here. Thank you so much for being a part of things. Uh, thanks for having me. So we cheers again. Yeah. Oh, you're all out. Yeah, yeah. You can drink some of mine. So just to just to wrap it up, drinking. How fun is it? Uh, it's pretty fun. Okay. <laughs> thanks, Al. Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it. But um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>